fitting title. And, um, you know, uh, the spiritual realm is becoming more prevalent and mainstream. Um, so I felt serious, I uh, felt it serious that I needed to look into, into this, and I wanted to make sure it was agreeable in the spirit with the Lord before I did it. And, you know, agreeable in the spirit, there you are admitting a, another universe, right? The spiritual universe. Some people don't believe in an afterlife or a spiritual universe or an angelic realm at all. They just don't think it exists at all. Um, Sadducees didn't. So this debate has been going on for a long, long time. And um, so agreeable in the spirit is just walking with the Lord. It's very simple. It's very, very simple. When you're doing something that's agreeable in the spirit, you're simply talking to the Lord. Lord, is this what I'm going to do? Do you not want me to do it? What should I do? And you're talking to him. You're talking to Abba, which means daddy. I mean, that's like the literal translation is daddy. So when you talk to God, you're talking to daddy, your heavenly daddy. And you have that conversation, daddy, you know, is it a good idea to do this? No, it's not, son. Um, daddy, is it a good idea to do that? Yes, it is, daughter. Um, you know, and that's really how it works. It is quite literally that simple. Um, seeking the Lord is a very, very simple thing. It's very, very beautiful. And the illustration of, of parents and children has always amazed me how beautiful it is um, with God being our Heavenly Father and us being his children. And we're, and we're called to be childlike, which is also fascinating um, because, you know, we get adult-like. <laughs> um, I hate to say it, but how many teenagers have to, you know, they've got to, you know, walk that fiery path. You know, they, they grow up in the church, they know the Lord, and they hit like 13, and they've got to start making their own decisions. Um, you know, and then they start having this adult mind. The, you know, the brain makes a, a second change around 13, and it's a second and final change. And so now these kids now start making adult decisions, and they start messing up, right? And then, you know, a lot of times there's a prodigal son situation. Um, and the story of the prodigal son was a 50-50, right? Two boys, one went, one didn't. Even when the stayed, uh, didn't do a real good job. When his brother came back, he was kind of mad about it. So he wasn't in the best state of mind. Um, but, uh, um, so enough of that. So we talked to our, God is our daddy. He is our daddy and we love him and he loves us and, he, and we walk together. Um, so we're going to talk tonight about entities, both the created and the creator. Huge difference, massive. Uh, the good ones work for the creator and the bad ones, uh, they're created. Who do you want to work for? Which one do you want to be on? Which side? Because you have a choice. There's nothing making you choose Christ. Um, if you want riches and you want wealth and you want fame, it's going to be a hard, choosing Jesus is going to be the hard way. Um, that one singer, I can't think of her name, but she couldn't handle it. She wanted rich and fame and rich and famous and couldn't have it, so she turned. She literally knew what she was doing and she turned to Satan. And um, yeah, and she is very, very rich and very, very famous now. Yeah, very unhappy. As we're going to read, you know, I just pulled off of uh, that recent flyer we sent out, just some of the highlight notes of uh, people's emotional states uh, in there. And um, I'll just read them right now since we're here. Um, super celebrities, that flyer we sent out. If you just thumb through it, you'll see that the underlying emphasis of all those super celebrities that have everything there is to possibly want on this earth, not in the holy realm, but of this earth, is emptiness, depression, 
a cult. It's got to be more than this. Anger, rage, deep despair, hopelessness, loneliness, and tormented. That's the theme of that book, of people that have everything this world system, Satan, has to offer. No good. And what's behind that world system? Who's the ruler of this, of this earth? Who is the, right, Satan, ruler of this earth? Um, okay, so the reason why I named this Demons and Great White Sharks is have you guys seen lately the, like, there's a lot of drone footage, and you'll see, like, surfers and then a great white right by it. And, it, and it's been happening a lot um, because of all these, this drone footage. You know, we never saw it before, so we never really knew. You know, surfers call them, what do you call them, Rich? They call them uh, gray suits, right? Gray suits. That's the name of a great white shark if you're a surfer. Yeah, I saw a gray suit. Wow, okay. Um, but the reason great white is interesting because, you know what, they're just under the surface of the water, and you can't see them. 18, 20 feet long, a couple thousand pounds, just under the surface, can't see it. Don't even know it's there. Um, yeah, massive mouth, lots of teeth, rows of teeth, not just one set. but um, And so just like in the demonic realm, um, they are just out of sight, really. The demonic realm is just out of sight. It's just right there, but we can't see it. It's just that close. Um, you know, we are made in God's image, and he gave us, uh, he, he gave the animals a fear of man. You know, we're made in him, God's image. There's a fear. Those animals have a fear of us. Shark attacks, you get limbs bitten off, but they don't usually get eaten, right? Um, Hamilton, the professional surfer, the young lady who had her arm bitten off, um, she is a Christian, and um, you've seen the, the movie, it's called Soul Surfer or something like that. Yep. Um, that shark, if it didn't have the fear that God put in it, because we're made in his image, and God created everything, that shark would just finish eating her. It'd be the easiest kill ever. Think about it. All the people in the water, you know, sharks love to hit stuff on the surface. They attack straight up. And whether it's a seal, whatever they're after, they attack straight up and they nail. That's why you see those great whites like coming out of the water with the seal in their mouth, like literally airborne. Because they attack from deep going straight up. We're the easiest targets in the world. We can swim like one and a half miles an hour. We're always on the surface. Um, we, they would eat nothing but us, literally. Um, they'd have no, and, and other animals too, mountain lions, bears, even the smaller animals, like if spiders didn't have a fear of us. You know, they'd just be, you know, could you imagine spiders, if we were on their food menu, how, you know, they wanted to come after you and they were constantly seeking you and trying to take you down? I mean, that'd be a disaster. Uh, you're constantly fighting them or, or ants. You know, we think of, um, you know, the mosquito is the greatest killer in the whole world. You know that. The mosquito kills more people than, than any other animal, hands down. But, you know, mountain lions could kill you in a second walking down the, in these hills. Bears, like nothing. And they, all these animals, these, these big predators, would really eat nothing but us. A lot of muscle, a lot of meat. Um, and, you know, great source, and easy, easy kills. But God said, no, I'm going to build these animals 
with a fear of man, and they're not going to mess with you. And if they do, it's an accident. Um, when bears attack people, it's usually because they are starving to death, literally. Like they're like, have a day maybe left, and they're just gonna literally die of starvation. And that's when black bears typically attack. Uh, mountain lions, the same way, very, very rare. 12 confirmed mountain lion attacks since they've been keeping record in the last 100 years. So very, very rare. And these animals, you know, 150 pound mountain lion could wipe you out in one second. It's a 150 pound massive muscle, anyhow. They um, absolutely fear us, and God made it that way. Same thing with the demonic realm. Those demons could come and have their way with us if it wasn't that we were made in the likeness of God, and God said, no, you cannot just have your way with them. You are, there, there's, there's something that's gonna hold you back because demons could just ravish us, have their way with us. We couldn't fight them in our, in our, in our carnal, in our flesh. It would never happen. But the Lord, through the power of his spirit, has really saved us. He's really preserved us. He's really done a lot uh, more for us um, in our preservation. Um, literally, Satan is afraid of us, like literally afraid. The demons are afraid of those that are walking in Christ. Um, um, but non-believers, sadly, they're somewhat fair game, but they're still made in God's image, and demons still don't have a, you know, full access to them. They are still held back quite a bit. They have to invoke their free will to, um, you know, to choose to serve Satan and become possessed. It is a progression. It's not something that happens overnight. Um, even Judas Iscariot, it says that he left Jesus and, and Satan entered him. And it was just that fashion. You're like, wow, that was like, he, I mean, how did Judas deserve that? You know what? I'm, I'm sure Jesus chose Judas. We know that. He called him. But I'm sure there's a series of events that led up to him being the money keeper. Remember, he kept the money. And it says he was a thief. It says because he took for himself, literally. It says he took for himself and it made him a thief. It was just that simple. So there was some previous stuff there going on with Judas that allowed him to be possessed by Satan. We don't know all the events. We just know those few, those few things. But it did happen. And Jesus said, it's better that you're never born and he betrays Christ for 50 uh, you know, pieces of silver and all that. So that is um, Satan working in, uh, in, in people's lives, in people that willingly choose him. And it's not a fast thing. We'll see, when we watch this movie, um, it gets talked about and it's, and it's very well done. Um, so there's, there's five things I want to talk about tonight. One, uh, is there an angelic realm? We've already discussed that. Two, um, what is the necessity of a heavenly or angelic realm? Why, why do we need it? Uh, three, uh, can men or women be filled with an entity or angelic realm? Four, do unclean spirits need a host? And five, do angels need a host? So people do wonder. You know, I hear people talking about, you know, friends they know, or, you know, they, they saw something evil, they saw, you know, a, a shadow, and it's a, they thought it was a demon, and we'll get to that in a minute, but um, I want to clear that up. I want to clear up um, somewhat of how that demonic realm works, and um, how um, a lot of it is in, in the mind. So, um, so with, um, so we already talked about angelic realm, and to just touch on that a little more, on the angelic realm.
let's see here. My printer would not print red, so all my red didn't come out. That's all right. Okay, so um, the question is, is there an angelic realm? And I want to go to 1 John 4, if you want to check it out. Beloved, do not believe every spirit. And, you know, do not, do not trust every spirit. Do not believe every spirit. Reminds me, when we're talking about is there an angelic realm, it reminds me of when, um, you know, the self-help books. When it says you need to read self-help books so you can love yourself more and you'll be a better person. And Jesus says, love your neighbor as yourself with the given that you already love yourself. The implied here is there is spirits. It's not even, it's not even is there a yes or a no. There is. There are spirits. Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. Because many false prophets have gone out into the world. By this you know the spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. And every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of Antichrist. Antichrist, an opposing force, uh, not equal and not opposite, not by any stretch of the imagination. You have an opposition to Christ that the, the, the demonic realm is in opposition, but you have God the creator, God Almighty the creator, and you have got Satan, who is the, the top angel, dark angel, in his, in his hosts and, and God's hosts. But if it was equal and, and, and even, you'd have a, a dark God. But no, you don't. You've got a creator who is the creator of everything, and you have got the, the dark side, which is a created angel. So they're not by any means uh, equal and opposite. Um, I mean, we'll see someday how great a difference there really is. People want to think it's like yin and yang. You know, it's not. It's tremendously different. Uh, at the end, Jesus tells an angel to take Satan and bind him and put him in the abyss. It's like, hey, take care of my light work, tie him up, and get it done. Jesus doesn't have to do it himself. He doesn't need to. He's God Almighty. Which, um, so, um, and every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God, which you have heard is coming... Okay, I'm sorry. Um, uh, the spirit of Antichrist, which you have heard is coming, and now it is already in the world. You are from God, little children. I'm talking about little children. That's good. We have a heart of a, a little child. He calls you little children. It's a friendly reminder that you need to have childlike faith and don't be too big for your own britches. Um. And now is already in the world. You are from God, little children, and have overcome them. Because greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. You know, when I first came to Christ, that scripture was so important to me. I was really scared. I mean, there was a time I was really scared. I'm like, man, am I going to heaven? I'm going to hell. Where am I going? And um, I was waking up in the middle of the night. And this, and this scripture is one I really hung on to. Stronger is he who is in me than he who is in the world. Very, very powerful, and we can't forget that. They are from the world, therefore they speak as from the world, and the world listens to them. We are from God. The one who knows God listens to us. The one who is not from God does not listen to us. By this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Pretty awesome. Love it. And then one more scripture to go along with this. 
is Ephesians uh, 6.10. It's 12, but finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the full armor of God so that you will be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. Uh, our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. So clearly, you guys, there is an angelic realm. Clearly. No doubt about it. I know most of you are like, John, yeah, that's pretty elementary. But, you know, people, atheists, I mean, there's a lot of people that don't want to believe in it. And it's like, man, it, it's, it's really there. Um, what is the necessity of the heavenly or angelic realm? Uh, it's a little shorter answer. Praise the Lord. Um, let's see here. To know there is a God. What is the necessity of a heavenly or angelic realm? To know there is God. Huge. The creator and lover of our souls and an afterlife. Think about it. If, there wasn't a, if this realm didn't exist, all that stuff would be gone. And life would just be a... It wouldn't exist. It would, we wouldn't be here. But uh, so, praise the Lord for that. Um, I like how this is put. I couldn't find out who wrote this, but the angelic realm is like a microchip. They engage pathways to execute commands. To engage with angelic pathways is to engage with the spirit of Jesus, the microchip of the universe. Everything lives and moves and has its being from him and to him and for him. Romans 11.36. I thought that's a pretty fitting analogy of our God Almighty. So number three, can men or women, can men or women be filled with an entity of the angelic realm? And the answer is yes. You can be possessed by either evil or good. It's your free will. Um, why do you have free will? Because without free will, there, there's, love has no value without free will. No value. It's gone. The luster is gone. Um, you ever, I get a trip out of when you see like, you know, two people, like this guy and this girl, they're both single. And you're like, man, they make a great couple. I'm going to introduce them. You put them together, they have a date, and there is no love connection at all. You're like, well, that's really weird. Love is just that way, isn't it? You can't forecast it. It's the most bizarre thing ever. Um, and I think the Lord kept it that way very, you know, um, just, you just can't figure it out. You can't put your finger on it. And there's no rhyme or reason a lot of times to people that fall in love. You know what I mean? So I always trip out on that. It's like, Lord, you really made love mysterious. And I think you did it, well, I know you did it by design. So praise the Lord that we don't... Uh, know exactly who's going to marry who or date or what. Keeps it interesting. Um, almost, with almost as equal value to free will is the power of the Holy Spirit. It enables us to stay betrothed to the bridegroom. Interesting because what is the Holy Spirit? Third member of the Trinity. So God himself is keeping you betrothed to him. Pretty neat deal. Pretty neat little, you know, once you get on that, that treadmill, if you will, or in that cycle, the Lord's like, hey, once you're in me, then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to self-support you. It reminds me of that, that single-celled um, little, 
It's a single-celled amoeba, I think, that's in like uh, Australia, that it creates its own food. It's a single cell. It creates its own food, it eats it, then it creates its own food and it eats it, and it's like, it's pretty interesting. You know, God is a trip. Um, also, just to say it, there's that, they found that lizard, you guys probably know about it, that literally freezes solid for like four months. They found it in New Zealand. And when it thaws out, it thaws out and goes right back to life. It's like, wow, Lord, that's a trip. Or the fish, the fish that in the pond, there's a certain fish that the pond goes dry for months. It's just nothing but dry, cracked dirt. Water comes and those fish come back to life. It's like, really? Pretty awesome stuff, man. The Lord is awesome. <laughs> um, so, once you get in that cycle, you guys, once you accept the Lord in your heart, he is going to keep you betrothed to him by the power of his Holy Spirit so that you can be his bride. He will clean you up. He does the cleaning. He cleans you up and makes you who he wants you to be. And you just go along with it. You just seek his face and you love him. And it's a beautiful life. It's a beautiful thing. The Lord has that, got that set up. He saves us by himself. Um, Acts 19, 1 through 7. Now it happened that while Apollos was in Corinth, Paul passed through the upper country and came to Ephesus and found some disciples. He said to them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? And they said to him, On the contrary, we have not even heard if there is a Holy Spirit. And he said, Into what then were you baptized? And they said, Into John's baptism. Paul said, John baptized with a baptism of repentance telling the people to believe in him who is coming after him, that is, in Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them, and they began speaking with tongues and prophesying. There were about 12 men in all. So, can men and women be filled with an entity or angelic, from the angelic realm? Absolutely. Filled with the Holy Spirit. Right there. Clean as day. Clear as day. Uh, Mark 1. Now, when evening came, after the sun had set, they began bringing to him all who were ill and those who were demon-possessed. And the whole city had gathered at the door, and he healed many who were ill with various diseases and cast out many demons. And he would not permit the demons to speak because they knew who he was. Yep. Yep. Is there a heavenly realm? Absolutely. Can you be filled with a being? Yes, you can. Um, let's see, Matthew 17, 1. When they came to the crowd, a man came up to Jesus, falling on his knees before him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, because he has, had, he has seizures and suffers terribly, for he often falls into the fire and often into the water. Jesus says, bring him here to me. And Jesus rebuked him, and the demon came out of him, and the boy was healed at once. Acts 2, when the day of Pentecost had come, they, ha they were all together in one place, and suddenly a noise like a violent rushing wind came from heaven, and it filled the whole house where they were, where they were sitting. And tongues that looked like fire appeared to them, distributing themselves, and a tongue rested on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with different tongues as the Spirit was giving them the ability to speak out. You guys heard that story? It's pretty awesome. They literally start speaking by the power of the Holy Spirit and everybody that was listening's native tongue. Pretty gnarly. Holy Spirit's very powerful. You can do anything, really. I mean, there's nothing. It's unlimited. Holy Spirit is unlimited. 
Uh, and then last but not least on this subject is Luke 4. And he came down to uh, Capernaum, a city of Galilee, and he was teaching them on the Sabbath. And they were amazed at his teachings because his message was delivered with authority. In the synagogue, there was a man in the synagogue. This is a Jew. In the synagogue, there was a man possessed by the spirit of an unclean demon. And he cried out with a loud voice, leave us alone. What business do you have with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be quiet and come out of him. And when the demon had thrown him down in the midst of the people, it came out of him without doing, any, without doing him any harm. And amazement came upon them all. And they began talking with one another, saying, What is this message? For with authority and power he commands the unclean spirits, and they come out. And the news about him was spreading into every locality of the surrounding region. You know what's interesting about all that we've learned about demons when you study demon activity? It's never to understand them. It's always in a way of glorifying Christ every single time. He cast him out, Jesus was glorified. And that is the, the, the narrative, that is the common denominator in all the times that demons were thrown out. It's pretty interesting. Everyone was to, to, was to um, glorify Christ. Um, and you know, a lot of the stories, um, Jesus telling the man to, that was paralyzed to pick up his mat and, and go and, and healed him from being uh, paralyzed. Um, the sto this story uh, in the temple. Um, another story in the temple um, where he heals a man's hand. You know, all those stories, he did so many miracles do you know why those stories are written? Because he did them all on the Sabbath. And it upset the Jews so bad. It, it, it creates so much drama because he did it on the Sabbath. Who knows how many miracles he did? It says we, it can't contain all the miracles that he did. But the reason that those, you know, so many of those particular ones are, are brought about is because it was on the Sabbath. Matter of fact, after he heals that man's hand, it says that they, the, the Pharisees gather together to see how they're going to kill him. It's like, man, we've got we to get rid of this guy. He's, he's healing people's hands on the Sabbath. <laughs> Kill him. Pretty amazing what the world will do. All right. Um, so, can men and women be filled with an entity of the angelic realm? Yes, they can. Do unclean spirits need a host? Do unclean spirits need a host? Can they just show up like Gabriel? No, they need a host. Even Satan needed a host. What do you appear as originally? Serpent. Yep, he couldn't just show up and, and talk to Eve. He had to show up and take the body. Uh, the pay, the um, legion, they wanted to be cast out instead of being sent to the abyss, which they were like, man, we must be, we, Jesus is here, we must be going to the abyss way before our time. So Jesus, how about you throw us into those pigs? Because Jesus, I said they're a necessary evil. Demons are a necessary evil. Okay, he knew it was going to happen. Jesus knew they were going to go 2,000 pigs, 2,000 over, that's how many pigs there were. There might have been 4,000 demons in the sky, who knows. Um, but the, the pigs, you know, inhabit the, I'm sorry, the demons inhabit the pigs, the pigs run in the water and they kill themselves. It's like, huh, that's a little bit of a head scratcher. Why did that happen? Why did they kill themselves? They couldn't stand it. I mean, how many humans, you know, that are possessed probably want to kill themselves? Um, so, with that said, how many humans would want to kill themselves because they're possessed? Um, 
I have some, some, you know, I came across some pretty sad um, stories here. But it's about guys and gals that heard voices. They heard voices and did horrible things. You know, today, there's so many people on drugs, and drugs are just a, 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 the, the mega gateway into the spirit realm. Uh, the doors, the name of the doors, I mean, the, the, the reason for the name, the doors with Jim Morrison, was it was the doors to the other side. It's how do you break on through to the other side, through the doors. And the doors were, uh, you know, take heavy drugs and then beating them, you know, through a, a shamanic trance into the spirit realm. That is how so many musicians have gotten through to the other side and become so popular and serve Satan the way that they have. So today you see these people on drugs and they are literally losing their minds. And they're not, they're losing their minds, but they're being possessed. And you see them walking around, you know, talking. And you know, I'm always looking for an earpiece in their ear. I'm like, Man, I hope they're having a conversation. They got a phone in their pocket and they got an earpiece and they're talking. They're not just talking to themselves. But, you know, a lot of times they are just talking to the air. Uh, they're talking to demons that are talking to them in their heads and freaking them out. So, um, so do demons need a host? Yes, they do. Um, David Berkowitz, son of Sam, voices told him to kill. Herbert Mullen is one of the lesser-known serial killers from from the 1970s. From October 1972 to February 1973, Mullen went on a killing spree throughout Southern California because voices in his head told him that an earthquake was imminent and the only way to stop it was to offer blood sacrifice blood sacrifices to nature, okay? So some demons in his head telling him these things, and he's like, oh, okay, I got to do it. You know, it doesn't talk about his drug use. A lot of these will talk about drug use, opening themselves up to the other side. Um, Scott Panetti might be one of the saddest stories of people driven insane from schizophrenia. Now, they're going to call it schizophrenia, and I'm not saying schizophrenia is not real, but a lot of people are misdiagnosed. If we look at the, um, well, I'll get to it in a minute, um, you know, some of these, these people that were healed, the demons were cast out. Um, the woman that could tell the future, demon was cast out. They wanted, um, they were mad because their, their moneymaker was gone. Um, so she could tell the future via a demon. So um, it wasn't like she had an extra ultra IQ, like some people might want to think. She's super, super sharp. You know, she's an Einstein. No, no, no. She had this. You know, a lot of stuff that has been created, I hate to say, has come through the, through the angelic realm, um, ideas that men have had. Um, so, anyhow. Okay, so, um, schizophrenia. So now it goes on to say he was first diagnosed with the illness when he was 20 at the Brook Army Medical Center, 14 years before he killed his mother-in-law and father-in-law with a hunting knife. During the interim, he had run-ins with the devil and buried his furniture. In 2013, a homeless man in south of France claimed that voices in his head told him to break into an elderly man's home, smash in his head, and eat his tongue and heart. That's what a demon told him to do. In 2014, one English man basically gave himself schizophrenia by doing a lot of drugs. There's your tie together right there. I mean, that's what we're talking about. Matthew Williams spent an evening smoking pot, getting blackout drunk, and, sorry, 
black guy drunk? Um, sorry, cliffhanger, huh? <laughs> Where'd it go? Where's the next page? Teach me not to number my pages, huh? Oh my goodness. Lord, help me. Um, that's really weird. It's like totally out of line. Okay, I think I found it right here. Okay. Okay, yes. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, getting blackout drunk and injecting meow, meow. A mixture of cheap MDMA and amphetamines before saying everything looked like a negative photograph. Later that evening, he took a lady friend back to his hotel room and began hearing voices before eating her face. Police were able to stop the attack, but the woman died from her injuries. Drugs will drive you insane. They'll drive you into, into Satan's hands. Satan loves people that are high. They can't think straight. That sound mind that God gave you is no longer sound. It's all jacked. And now Satan can come right on in and do what he wants, talk, and people react to it. And you know what? They probably, you know, some of these people probably want to kill themselves, but God gave us such a strong desire to not do that that they won't go do what the pigs did. You know, a pig doesn't have any spirit or any understanding. It just, it just reacted. Man, I got this thing in me. It is wicked wrong, and I'm... Where's the closest water? Where's the closest cliff? I'm going off it. I'm not, I'm not going to live any longer. But man isn't like that. Man's different. Man will sit there and inhabit these things and not do anything about it a lot of times. Or they're stuck in a rut. They're stuck in a, um, you know, a drug. Um, they're drug addicts or alcoholics or they just can't get out of it. They need Jesus. Um, April of 2014, 17-year-old Christopher Plaskin uh, murdered... Uh, Marin Sanchez because she refused to be his prom date. After the arrest, he wrote a letter to his father alleging that he heard voices telling him to kill Sanchez if she didn't want to be more than friends. He did have a history of cutting and depression, but the jump between the two behaviors is quite a stretch. And no, it's not. It is not a stretch at all. That's a secular understanding because as we read in Mark 5, Verse 5, they came to the other side of the sea into the region of the Gerasenes. When he got out of the boat, immediately a man from the tombs with an unclean spirit met him. He lived among the tombs, and no one was able to bind him anymore, not even with a chain, because he had often been bound with shackles and chains, and the chains had been torn apart by him, and the shackles broken in pieces. And no one was strong enough to subdue him. Constantly, night and day, he was screaming among the tombs and in the mountains and cutting himself with stones. Nothing new under the sun. Cutting himself with stones. That guy was cutting himself. Nothing under the sun. It is what possessed people will do. They start cutting themselves. Self, self messing yourself up. Verse 6, seeing Jesus from a distance, he ran up and bowed down before him and shouting with a loud voice, he said, What business do you have with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I implore you by God, do not torment me. For he had already been saying to him, Come out of the man, you unclean spirit. And he was asking him, What is your name? And he said to him, My name is Legion, for we are many. And he begged him earnestly to send, him out, to send them out of the region. Now there was a large herd of pigs, feeding nearby on the mountain, and the demons begged him, saying, Send us into the pigs so that we may enter them. Jesus gave them permission, and coming out, the unclean spirits entered the pigs, and the herd rushed down the steep bank into the sea, about 2,000 of them. 
and they were drowned in the sea. Ahmed, who suffered from paranoid schizophrenia, refused to take medication, instead opting to do yoga. Pretty gnarly, huh? It's like, what a trade-off. I mean, yoke with, was it ramen? Or take mind-altering drugs. A lot of those antidepressant drugs are like you're over 50% more likely to commit suicide on them. Just call them depressant drugs. Um, he killed two of his hostages and released a third before being killed by police. An unnamed miner who killed two people in Surrey, England, told police and later a local magistrate that he heard voices telling him, you need to make a sacrifice. If you don't, then... Uh, if, if you don't, they plan to come and get you. So demons are very real, you guys. And there's no two ways about it. And they get in people's heads. And you guys, with the amount of drugs, I mean, I was just reading, um, I was watching this thing up in Oregon, I think it was Oregon, where this guy was selling, he had a storefront, selling cocaine, meth at a storefront. Because uh, the penalty is so, you know, so small, it's like 600 bucks or something like that. Um, so these hardcore drugs, I mean, really, really, really bad drugs, like where meth has a 98% retention rate, this stuff is everywhere. Um, some of these new real powerful drugs that are coming across, um, they're just, it's just crazy. So it's not just crazy, people are becoming crazy by them. And they're just so really available and there's so much of it and it's so powerful that you're gonna see more and more people, you guys, going down that road, losing, you know, being given over to Satan, becoming homeless, and not caring if they live or die. And man, what a calling we have. How do we reach those people? That's a whole other story, but we do. And um, that's the way the world's going. As you, more as, you know, I was just reading in Romans, uh, wickedness creates wickedness. The wicked get more and more wicked. The, the, the drug problems just get worse and worse. The alcohol problems get worse and worse. The laws get more lax and lax. Um, stealing, you can go steal like, what, under a thousand bucks now and get away with it. Um, you know, all these laws, uh, DAs not persecuting, uh, prosecuting uh, these, these guys. Just let them go the next day. I mean, it's, there's no consequences today. Yeah. Yeah, just let them go. Hey, they'll, they'll be all right. Um, you know, people coming across the border legally, they, you know, give them a phone and some money and, hey, we'll get in touch with you in like five years. We'll talk about it. So anyhow, the laws become very lax and drug use is way more rampant than it ever has been and the, 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 the intensity of the drugs is just far greater than it ever has been. So more and more people are going to be doing uh, these types of things. Um, let's see. Um, I'm not going to read all these. A, Bul a Bulgarian psychic, Teodora Stefanova, freely admits to hearing voices and refers to them as an aliens that live inside her head. Although, when the first voice started speaking to her in 1984, she wasn't so keen on listening. I thought I was going insane. Hearing the voice in my head for the first time, I refused to accept it was real. It went on to say that she was not a, uh, a very good psychic, actually, is what it said. Um, so anyhow, you get um, psychics. If she was a real psychic, she'd be around the money. And I assure you that like that woman who was um, I believe chasing, chasing Paul around, um, 
there are, she wasn't the only one that could forecast the future. Now remember, demons can only forecast the future what God lets them see. They're not omniscient like God. God knows the beginning from the end and every single detail in it. The demonic realm only knows what they're allowed to being told. Like I said, when the sons of God, lowercase s, were going to Job, uh, were going to God, um, that they were presenting themselves to God and getting permission to do things. Um, Satan was getting permission to do what he was going to do to Job. But he had to get permission first. Um, so there is definitely a, a God has his hand on that, um, of how wicked it can be. But we know that as, we, as our world and our society rejects him, uh, we're going to get, you know, closer to the end and more and more wicked. Um, you know, with Job, just to finish up, um, him being, you know, he's iconic. I mean, Job's story, some people get upset about the story of Job. And they just, I don't think you realize the fullness of it. You know, in this life, you're going to have persecution. It's, we're told that, you know. Um, I was shot, you know, praise the Lord, lived through it. Not a, it, was a, it was really a blip on the radar. Um, I've had a brother that has passed away, had killed in a head-on collision. That was a hard thing. Um, we all have these things that have happened in our lives that are hard. Job went through something really hard. He lost his kids. He lost all of his stuff. Um, the Lord restored it all. But what I'm getting at is there's people that have had worse things happen than Job. I guarantee there's people around this world that have been more persecuted than Job was, had their families killed, um, had things taken away, and you know what? It doesn't, we have to keep our eyes on the Lord. Um, it, it's not going to be an easy life. Things are going to get rough, you guys. I, you know, it's, it's just being honest. Um, the way things are setting right now, their economic system and AI and the amount of witchcraft today that's put out on TV shows and <laughs> it just goes on and on. Um, these days are, are getting darker and darker. The Lord said... I'm going to show you the signs of the times. And a prayer that I have, and we'll hopefully pray it again tonight if I remember, is that, Lord, we would actually be able to be pretty accurate in our diagnosis of the signs of the times that we're actually in, that we wouldn't overreact or underreact to where we are right now. We want to overreact, we want to underreact. We want to be right on where he wants us to be according to the times that we're in. Um, so a lot of things have been fulfilled, and um, the scenario is getting right for Christ to return and he's going to return. He's going to have victory. And those that are, have the Spirit in them, the Holy Spirit in them, are going to be thrilled. And those that don't, sadly, will not be. Um, you guys, I just wanted to clear up a few things um, about people seeing things. Now, when people say they see a, a you know, like, hey, I saw a, 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 a demon. I saw a shadow. I saw... You know, I saw this, right? Uh, you know, some people say they saw like an idle wink at them or a wave at them, um, which, you know, is impossible. And, you know, the more I think about that, I'm like, man, how can that be? How can that happen? Um, when, you, when people take hallucinogenics, they see things that aren't real, right? You see things that are literally not there. People say they see, you know, walls, breathing, and, you know, all kinds of stuff like that. And it happens. The mind fully tricks them. When a person is demon-possessed, the demon speaks to the person, as we saw there with, with you know, the dialogue that happened between Legion and Jesus. It was clear dialogue. Um, the demon was simply using that guy to speak through him and, and make utterances. There's no reason in the world why a demon couldn't possess somebody, even for a short time, and 
let them think they saw a wink or a wave from an idol. Not really an idol, but there's no reason why, if a demon can make someone speak, there's no reason why they can't make them see something if, they're, if, they wanna, if, they, you know, if they're not walking with the Lord and they um, are possessed. I think it, it's, it's, there's more than just one thing. We just see speech um, happening here, but you know, it just, demons can't manifest themselves. They can't just show up and you know, jump out of a closet and scare you. It just doesn't work that way. They've got to inhabit people slowly but surely and then use those people as hosts. And um, so when people say, hey, I saw a demon, I saw a UFO, uh, I saw an alien, you know, it's like, uh, you know, were you drinking that night? Were you, do you have any, like, prescription drugs that night? Uh, any illegal drugs that night or the day before? Or, you know, what's your lifestyle? You know, it's got to be qualified. You know, I don't think you get, you never get real, you know, accurate pictures of people either. They're like, yeah, I got this picture and it's all blurry and grainy and, you know, of aliens or spaceships. So there's a lot there. And, you know, with AI, you're going to start seeing some weird stuff. Um, so we don't know what it's going to look like. Um, today, everybody was all sketched on the uh, emergency alert, on the uh, activating the 5G towers, right? Fifth generation, that's what it is, 5G, um, cellular. And, um, but as far as we know, nothing happened. All right, you guys. Um, all right, so that is what I wanted to share tonight on the angelic realm. And I hope you got something out of it. And I hope you understand that you guys, if you're in Christ, you have nothing to worry about. Even folks that aren't in Christ still are protected by God because they're made in God's image. It's folks that want to know Satan that can become possessed. And you've got guys like Ozzy who said, I didn't want to just know him in the regular sense. I wanted, I wanted to be his chief of staff. Um, you have a lot of Satanists um, that want to know Satan and go that direction, and they want to be possessed. You know, it's a real big thing in Haiti, or it was, becoming possessed. They'd dance around a fire, and they'd do it all night long, and they'd um, do these, like, uh, um, psychedelic cocktails, and, and literally the whole thing was about being possessed. They'd feel the demon come in for a little while, then the demon would leave. The demon would come in for a while, then leave, and that was a really big thing. And so those things are just happening. Those are people that want to be possessed. So I know you guys all want to be filled with the Holy Spirit, and praise the Lord for that. Um, and so be filled with the Holy Spirit. As a matter of fact, I love how um, in 2 Kings 2 9 it says, I, um, I think it was Elijah, it says, Please let a double portion of your spirit be upon me. A double portion. So, you guys, uh, David, you know, the Holy Spirit's only mentioned twice in the Old Testament. Um, one in Malachi, and then the famous one from David, take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Um, but um, we don't want the Holy Spirit taken from us. And, you know, one last thing. You know, the other day, Pastor Joe was talking, and it connected to my, my mind, between alcohol and uh, the fear of God. And it dawned on me that, for me personally, when he said that, it just hit me as if and when I have a drink, my fear of God diminishes. And it's almost like with every sip, it diminishes to a point to where you start saying and doing whatever you want, and you're not afraid of the Lord anymore. So I don't know. That just struck me the other day, and I wanted to share it. So 
Anyhow, whatever that's worth. Um, all right. Thanks, you guys, for listening, and I'm glad you're here, and I um, hope this helped. So if you would, just go ahead, and uh, we didn't start with a prayer, did we? Praise the Lord. We didn't start with a prayer, did we? That is a huge miss. Lord, forgive me. All right, let's pray, you guys.